0: Money FM 89.3 The Best of the Breakfast Huddle Why it matters on Money FM 89.3 Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. it's time now for Why It Matters. So in recent years, we've seen a shift in banking. Traditional banks, new entrants, they're using digital technology to transform consumers' banking experience. Banks today, they are rapidly innovating, you know, not only by using digital to reduce costs, but also to provide consumers with frictionless and rewarding experiences that, well, I guess us consumers always expect the strengths of new digital banks are part of the reason that traditional banking industry is expected to face a projected 2 trillion revenue loss by 2025. Now, technology has ushered in an era of both uh, NEO, which is digital only, and challenger banks, more recently created banking institutions with a largely digital footprint. Together, they've gained over 39 million customers worldwide in the last 10 years. Now, to keep up with times, we've got Citibank Singapore is set to launch a brand new one-stop digital wealth solution delivered through their City Mobile app. How will wealth management change in the future as things go more digital? Well, in the studio with me this morning is Ashmita Acharya, who is retail banking head for Citibank Singapore. Good morning. Good morning. It has been a while. The last time we spoke was at the City Wealth Hub, I think, two years ago.
1: That's correct. I (laughs) remember. I think it was December 20.
0: Yeah, and uh, and we were one of your first uh, interviews. First.
1: (laughs) Very nerve-wracking. Oh, (laughs) no.
0: Come on. We're easy going that way. But uh, City's presence in Singapore, I mean... Over the past couple of months, we've read about, or the past couple of years, we've read about how City has been refocusing markets. I'll just put it that way. The importance of Singapore to City. Tell us more.
1: Um, no, absolutely, Elliot. I think in the last couple of years, actually speaking, almost like from the time I took my role, uh, there has been a strategic shift yeah. at top of the house, and the decision has been, and I think it's a great decision to really. You know, divest some markets where we feel like it's great businesses, but we probably won't get scale Mm -hmm. and really focus on the wealth hubs. And uh, the wealth hubs are Singapore and Hong Kong and, uh, you know, UAE and UK and, uh, of course, the U.S. And this focus has been fabulous for Singapore because, first of all, Singapore is seeing exponential growth in wealth management, affluent clients. And I think us hunkering down and doubling down in Singapore to continue to invest. and, And we're doing it across the spectrum. We're doing it in the brand Uh, We are driving investment in technology and digital. We are driving investment in talent and hiring. Mm. Uh, We're really investing to really scale up and grow in this particular market because we feel this is where we can compete. You know, we have the heritage. We have 120 years of city being in Singapore. And I think, uh, you know, the strategic shift also is allowing us to focus all our investment dollars in the right way. Because, you know, you can go deeper in one market rather than being a very diffuse strategy across many. So uh, a big win-win for us. At the same time, you know, at the top of the house, we've also made a decision to integrate the wealth continuum. Yeah. So yeah. really working across, you know, like all the way from emerging affluent, ultra-high network. Okay. And this beauty of bringing the consumer bank and the private bank under this one integrated wealth continuum has a lot of benefits because yeah. on the consumer side, we benefit from the research the global access, the content, the products from mm. the private bank platform made available for our retail investors. And uh, on the private bank side, they benefit from the digital and technology mm. and the mobile applications that we have developed on the consumer side. So again, a very win-win and, and, and super excited. It's, I, I can't really say it's been an easy phase with COVID and everything <laughs> yeah, else, but yeah. really excited about the path ahead.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, considering we've been plagued by this COVID-19 virus and things are getting better, uh, City has launched quite a number of initiatives in this time and even before that there was the whole narrative on digital banks or digibanks something that uh, City CEO Brandon Carney constantly talks Absolutely. about
1: Absolutely
0: Special mention for he's a good friend of ours right? <laughs> he's a great guy I, I want to talk about what differentiates City where this whole idea of digibank is concerned versus other traditional banks
1: So We have been on this journey of mobile and digital first strategy for Mm. a long time, way before uh, these virtual bank licenses Mm. have been given out there. Because very frankly, if you look at this, even pre-COVID, we saw the shift in client behavior. Clients want to do a lot of the transactional elements. They want to be able to monitor their portfolio. They want to have that empowerment to do it themselves mm. in the mobile app. At the same time, that doesn't take away, Elliot, from our strategy of having a hybrid model, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like digital, if you want digital only. You want a hybrid, which is digital plus people, and you can have a people only model. So we've mm. been investing across the spectrum, and this investment has really paid dividends for us. So in all fairness, We haven't gone out and taken a virtual bank license or launched a digibank because it didn't make sense because we are digital in the first place. We've won multiple accolades, right, Uh, being the, you know, digital bank, the best digital bank, the best retail online banking experience in Singapore. So this investment has really kind of, you know, made us sort of almost be ready Mm. to compete with these digi banks that are coming out because we have the digital platform we have the digital capabilities we have the uh, client engagement tools and uh, we have it across the spectrum so we can you know provide the right experience around uh, say savings habit okay. we can provide the okay. right experience around transactional convenience and payment solutions we can provide the right experience around the wealth experience because yeah. you know so I, I think that's how we've been looking at it and i think uh, as i said you know the the digibanks coming in does put some pressure for us in the sense of the experience. Right. You know, all the digital banks will talk about the client experience and the fact yeah. that the incumbents, as we are called, have not been that good at it. Right. And frankly, from our standpoint, that's great because, you know, I think it'll be great for clients. Mm-hmm. Let's think about the clients mm-hmm. first, right? Uh, the digital banks will go out with new experiences and that'll make, you know, banks like us, enhance and elevate our experience even more. Not that we were not doing it, but we'll go one notch higher as well. So it's a win-win. It'll also allow us to drive that financial inclusion across mm. the spectrum. So you saw Grab with the GXS is going yeah. after a very different segment, yeah. but that's driving financial inclusion. So across the spectrum, I think this entire digital evolution, which we are all on, mm. to be honest, and you cannot ignore it. Now with COVID, there is no way, post-COVID, <laughs> I would say, there is no way that you can ignore it. It's, yeah. it's part and parcel of the way we operate. And um, as I said, it'll drive simplicity, efficiency, pricing transparency for the clients. So again, you know, I think it's a great thing. And uh, very frankly, uh, Elliot, like if you look at our existing clients, only one percent of transactions happens in the branches.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't gone to one in. I
1: I, I I am positive. I mean, honestly, I I go and work. You know, in the wealth hub, or I'm working. I go to Parkway Parade or Jurong East, our different branches. I don't go there yeah. to transact. I go there to meet the team. I may go there and have a conversation around wealth, but I don't really go there and transact. So yeah. the transactional banking has completely yeah. disappeared from the branches. So again, like, you know, digital is part and parcel of what we do. So this strategy that we are going out and you know, happy to talk a little bit more about it, targeting the emerging affluent millennial segment mm-hmm. is really an extension of our overarching digital first mobile banking strategy. Mm.
0: I do want to talk about the City Plus launch on September 17th in two days time. But before I just a super quick one, in your position, how do you look at this now? I mean, does the tradition or heritage, let's call it heritage <laughs> with all those years, does that equal to trust? Or has that changed? Where now experience equals to trust? What is your opinion?
1: Um, <laughs> you know, there is something about I think it's, you know, 200 plus years of experience. There is something about the fact that banks like Citi have been able to navigate a variety of economic cycles, macro shocks Mm. and survived, right? There is that resilience. There is the ability to weather storms to keep our clients protected. So we shouldn't discard the trust factor because there is a trust in the banking system. You want to keep your money safe. You want your money to grow. It's all very razzle-dazzle, right? Like, you know, something new which comes out. And again, those are great solutions. I'm not disputing at all. But you must remember that in the end, if there is a crisis, you want to make sure that your money is there where it should be, right? So that's where the banking sector, the regulators work so hand in hand to keep the money protected, to keep the clients protected. So I think the trust factor is a big advantage on our side. But at the same time, that does not take away from banks like us to really elevate on experience. Mm. So, you know, honestly, like, I I don't know, Elliot, if you've been seeing um, some of the publications recently, last year, there was the Forrester uh, survey. And, um, you know, we were the best bank in customer experience. So we are very client obsessed. Mm. and, And that's something we haven't, you know, we've actually become more and more client-obsessed. And this year, uh, there was an inaugural survey done by the Straits Times with Statista, a research house. And again, we were the best bank you know, on the customer service. So again, I would say that we are not walking away from the customer service right. experience. That's extremely important. And going forward, for the next generation, I talked about my 14-year-old daughter. <laughs> for her, it'll be all about the experience. I don't know if the trust will, you know, who, who she'll trust, right, from right, an institution. Right. Like, what is trust to her? Like, you know, yes, my parents, it's all about... The bank, right? Yeah. Uh, but for her, it could be something else. So therefore, it'll be a combination of trust, user experience, and being in that ecosystem, the digital ecosystem where the next generation of clients belong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that uh, client-obsessed nature has led to City Plus launch. It's happening in two days on September 17th. Tell us a little bit about it. How does this new offering help individuals begin their wealth journey?
1: Yeah, so, you know, if you think of it this way, right? You don't start banking when you become affluent. It's mm-hmm. not like you wait till you're 35, 40 and say, oh, no, you know, let me open that yes. bank account. And now that I have money and let me start savings or, yes. you know, yes. the earlier you start the journey. And I firmly believe it. And whoever you started with, to be honest, Elliot, it doesn't matter whether it's a digibank, whether it's a Citibank or any other provider that, you know, of your choice. And hopefully we are the provider of choice. But very frankly, the habit needs to start early. The habit of managing your finances, the habit mm-hmm. of looking at, you know, saving and spending and investing and protecting yourself and borrowing and, and looking at it holistically. But again, whether you want to, you know, buy a home, whether you want to protect your family, whether you want to save. So I think that's where I think the passion that I have and my team has for really focusing on the emerging affluent millennial Gen Z because that segment is the future. Affluent client as well, right? So we want to be there in that journey when they start their banking journey. And this will be a digital mobile first journey, frankly mm. speaking, because mm. these, these, Digital natives yeah. born 1980 and onwards, in, in right? case study your daughter. <laughs> in case study my daughter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so correct. She's completely in that set, right? A 2008 kid. They will look at banking very differently. They want to be, you know, the digital ecosystem. They are used to apps from day one. So we okay. need to have that mobile first app led experience covering all of that. Now, what do we bring to the table, uh, Elliot? We bring the intellectual horsepower. We bring that expertise. So mm-hmm. when you come to us and, you know, you open this city plus, you know, relationship. And again, thank you very much for mentioning on um, Saturday, 12 to 9 p.m. Hopefully everyone can join us at NeAN City Civic Plaza. A lot of fun and games. Uh, and we're launching this proposition targeted to give that holistic banking proposition to give that holistic wealth solution. And wealth, I don't mean just investment. Wealth means just starting that habit yeah. of saving because the earlier you start, the earlier you start saving and investing, there is a compounding effect. There is that long-term does lend it's to the advantage, mindset, right? right? Absolutely. It's a mindset, mm. correct? Mm. Like sometimes, you know, you may, you know, not have enough. It's okay. But, you know, you'll always have that systemic disciplined habit mm. of mm. looking at the future. Yeah. And I think that's what we are very focused on. We've been working a lot on the experience, uh, the app, you know, the mobile app that we've developed for City Plus clients. You know, it's completely digital, you know, in mobile. You can do everything within the uh, mobile platform. There is a fabulous saving solution, you know, which really drives the habit Mm, of mm, looking at, as I mentioned, the different spectrums of needs. Uh, There is a wonderful wealth platform, which is really about financial literacy, because I think one thing which keeps clients on the sideline is a fact that there's an inertia yeah. and there is this feeling like, oh my God, investing is so complex. <laughs> yeah. When really it doesn't have to be so complex. Yeah. It yeah. really is quite simple. Okay. If you start early, do it bite-sized investments, nothing big, yeah. but start that habit. So, oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. I,
0: th- things I wish I knew when I was much younger. Absolutely. Um, and the timing couldn't be more perfect, right? Uh, especially with this whole drive for digital. I, I want to try and squeeze in a little bit more before we run out of time. Could you tell me a little bit about the Win in Wealth initiative? How is
1: Yeah, it's um, our city's women wealth aspirations across Hong Kong, Singapore is really, you know, got very strong start, you know, like um, we have aspirations, as I mentioned in 2025, we want to uh, add $150 billion in AUM and we want to uh, really higher up, you know, 2300 people will be added across the region Uh, in Singapore. Obviously, again, we have very strong aspirations in terms of AUM growth. We want to grow it by 3x. We want to grow our clients by two and a half times. And the early start yeah. has been very strong. Despite COVID, <laughs> despite Russia-Ukraine war, despite the Fed's you know, yeah. sentiments and uh, the interest rate rising, wow. I think we've been able to do a really good job. Uh, last year was really a fabulous year. We delivered about 30% plus mm. uh, growth in investment revenue year mm. on year. We delivered 14% growth in AUM. Uh, we grew our Clients, you know, our new to bank clients, which is a big focus area because we want to drive that scale and bring more customers into the fold, 81% growth in uh, NTB clients. Mm-hmm. So, again, a very good start. Along with it, we enhanced our wealth proposition solutions, our technology mobile platform, wealth uh, dashboard was developed to give clients that empowered access to digital and mobile solutions. And of course, we did very well on the client surveys that I yeah. talked about, which has been a client obsessive net promoter yeah. score. Driving that focus has been very important that every conversation yeah. with our clients has to be a good conversation. Mm. So uh, again, a very good start. Um, this year, I can't say that it's easy, you know, given the market environment and the macroeconomic situation. But I think the team, what they're doing is just staying close to clients, Elliot. Mm. I think this period, the thing that we can do is stay close and just uh, be there for our client. And again, when the market rebounds and things stabilize... We'll see the relationship is what matters to us.
0: Actually talking about that relationship for now, just a final quick question. I want to flip the situation, right? Say I'm looking for a new job and I want to join City as a relationship manager. Now, given everything we talked about, the evolution of banking, right? What are some of the key skills that's needed in this new world?
1: You know, I joined City as a relationship manager 20 years ago, Elliot, and I laugh about it. I don't think I would make the cut right <laughs> it's now. So different now. It is very different, uh. you know. So I think the relationship management job, and it probably was one of the best jobs I did in City, to be honest. The yep. learning I got in that role, fabulous. The reason, and what's changed now is, first of all, the market is going to be extremely dynamic. Mm. OK, the macro environment is going to keep on changing. So mm. you have to be very nimble okay. and keep pace with that. And I think, you know, you, you know that because every time you're, you're talking about no, it all I'm the time, right? I'm yeah. <laughs> But you know, exactly, you and Ryan, exactly. You know, so you know how dynamic it okay. is. So okay. we need to move away. I think in between banking on the retail side, especially consumer side, became a little transactional. Little right. like sort of, you know, like, why don't you buy this? Why don't you buy this? Right. We need to move away from that. We right. need to have a much more of a long term wealth focused. We need to build on that trust that clients mm, have mm. with us, you know, the clients' trust is what's going to make the difference. A relationship, the long-term focus, a communication, you know, verbal, non-verbal communication. Mm. I think uh, banks at times, you know, have this reputation of being a little, you know, like, um, you know, that that uh, you know, banks there's no soul out there, a right? Little cold. A little cold, I, yeah, right? And it's yeah. going to be important that we have that empathy. With our clients, So uh, empathy, the ability to influence an advocate, because clients will also look at different multiple stakeholders. So mm. to really manage that communication, to bring the right information to the client. Uh, I think data. I think relationship oh, managers yeah. have to use data. It is no longer about what I know and yeah. I know my client yeah. Elliot very you well. Show evidence. You have to show evidence. You have to be able to leverage the power of data to right. make more informed decisions for your clients. And finally, really, you need to be able to harness the power of technology. Okay. And that is very important. Digital technology, you need to empower and enable your clients. So, again, it's going to be quite an interesting phase. I think the RMs of tomorrow are going to be like fabulous people. They already mm-hmm. I, I admire my RMs. They're in a different breed altogether. They're fabulous. And they have to continue to be better and better every day just because of the plethora of information and the, the stimulus that they'll be yeah. getting. And so nimble, be fast, be agile and be client-centric.
0: It's going to be an amazing evolution into the future. I've been speaking with uh, Shimita Achaya, who is Retail Banking Head for Citibank Singapore. appreciate your time this morning. Take Thank care. you very
1: much, Elliot. Thank you so much. Take care. Have a good one.
0: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.